Hi, my name is Rhonda Minga, and I would like to welcome you today to Freedom Ministries in Crossed, Arkansas. I invite you to connect with us online at freedomministriescrossed.com. Now let's take the time to pray before we tune in to today's message. Lord, I lift you up, and I just pray that you draw us by your Spirit. I pray that you show us your Word. You give us great and mighty revelations of who you are and how you want to move in and through us. Lord, be with these people as they tune in now. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> I have been, for a while now, I've been hearing the word fullness fullness I talked I think a little bit on the fullness of salvation but this morning I'm going to teach you on the fullness of God the fullness the fullness of God amen it includes salvation hallelujah I got a declaration for us this morning. You to repeat after me. My perception of God is going to change. It's going to shift. The veil was rent so I could have access to God. So I, as an individual, can have an encounter with Jehovah God Almighty, <laughs> the King of Kings, the Great I Am, the Creator of all things in the natural and spirit realm. The one who was and is and is to come. The Alpha and Omega. Amen. Hallelujah. The fullness of God. What I, what I see in the fullness of God is everything that God is. There's no way, as long as we're on this planet, we can see the fullness of God. But we can see more than what we see. I know that. <laughs> we can see a lot more than what we see. And when we begin to see Him, for who he truly is, then the fear of the Lord will come upon us. That's, what's, that's one of the things I think that's lacking in the body, in the church as a whole, is the fear of God. People can take God or they can leave God and go on about their day. Proverbs 9, 10 says, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and the knowledge of the holy is understanding. 
So let's go to Colossians chapter 2. Verse 9 and 10. You know, we've always heard you can have as much of God as you want. You can have as much of Jesus as you want. We've always heard that. You know, people say that. I say that. I've got scripture to back it up. Colossians 2, 9 and 10. It says, For in him dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily, and ye are complete in him, which is the head of all principality and power. For in him, him is Jesus Christ, dwells all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. When it says bodily, it's talking about all the fullness of God dwelt in Jesus' earthly body. When the Holy Ghost came upon Jesus, everything, everything that, was, that God possesses, that God is, came upon him. Everything. Everything that God is, is wrapped up in Jesus. Hallelujah. Let that sink in. Everything. Because Jesus said, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. If you've seen me, you've seen God. Verse 10. says, and you are complete. That's talking about us. In him. We are complete in Jesus. Which is the head of all principality and power. That word complete, I looked it up, it means replete. And that's one of those words I had to look up to know what replete means. <laughs> Hallelujah. Replete means to eat in excess. Like you do on Thanksgiving. You're stuffed. Jesus is the bread of life. He said, if you eat of me, you will have everlasting life. So this tells me that I can eat all of Jesus that I can stand. I can have as much of him as I want. And while I was looking at this and studying this and I was writing this down you know I said I made that statement we can have as much of Jesus as we want this is what another statement that I wrote we have as much of Jesus as we want if it's been provided for and we know it we have as much of him as we want. We have as much of him as we want. Hallelujah. So we can either say amen or uh-oh. 
we have as much of him as we want. <laughs> Hallelujah. I think it's interesting. Sister Julie's been studying the names of God. Well, there, I've got some of them in my word. We're going to look at some of them. Because to understand the fullness of God, we've got to know who he is. The first name that we're going to look at. Now, I don't know my pronunciations right. You know how words are in the Bible. They're subject to our pronunciation. But Elohim means, that's the name for God. It means the all-powerful one, the creator. That name was used in Genesis 1.1 when it says God. I think it's the fourth word in the first verse. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. That word God right there means Elohim. The creator. The all-powerful one created the heavens and the earth. When God spoke that at the very beginning of his word, what he was doing was he was establishing that he is the all-powerful God, period. He is it. That nothing exists without him. Nothing. Nothing exists without him. You ever thought about this? God created the words that we use to express praise to him. God created the words that we use to glorify him. God created the words that we use to describe him. He created all things. Another name for God is El Elion, I think is how it's pronounced. The God, the God Most High. He is the sovereign God. That's what that means. He is sovereign. So what does sovereign mean? Supreme ruler. He is the supreme ruler. And because he is the supreme ruler, we can trust him. We can trust Him. Isaiah 45, verse 5. That's one of my... I like this scripture. It's just... Isaiah 45, verse 5. Let me find it. It says, I am the Lord, and there is none else. There is no God beside me. There is no God beside me. If you notice, that word God is a big G. It's not that way by accident. There are lots of little gods. People worship all kinds of stuff. They're little gods. There is no big God beside him. He is it. One and only. <laughs> He is the one and only. Hallelujah. 
How about Jehovah Nisi? The Lord is my banner. Which means his battles, our battles are his. Hallelujah. And then Jehovah Sabbath means the Lord of hosts. The Lord of the armies of heaven. I don't know about you, but if God is the Lord of the armies of heaven, I definitely want him fighting on my side. That's the side that I want to be on. This is not one of my scriptures, but let's go to Malachi chapter 3. I want to show you something. We've been dealing with finances here this morning. Malachi chapter 3 verse 10. Says, bring ye all the tithes into the storehouse, that there may be meat in mine house, and prove me now herewith, saith the Lord of hosts. If I will not open you the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing, that there shall not be room enough to receive it. It's interesting that he didn't that he said the Lord of hosts right there. Not Jehovah Jireh, my provider. The Lord of hosts. In other words, when you tithe, the armies of heaven fight for you. The armies of heaven fight for you to open the windows of heaven, to bring a blessing to you. Hallelujah. So we struggle with tithing and giving to God, but God put it right there the Lord of hosts. The Lord of the armies of heaven. When you tithe, when you dropped your seed in here, the armies of heaven took notice. The armies of heaven took notice. <laughs> the armies of heaven took notice. So when we're struggling in our finances and we've sown that seed, we call on the armies of heaven. We say, God, you said that the armies of heaven are watching over my tithe. The armies of heaven are watching over my seed to open the windows of heaven for me, to bring a blessing into me. And we praise him for that. Hallelujah. 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 I don't think he's three right there because we haven't got that. Mata shekata. Mata kotorata shekerete. Mata shekata. The armies of heaven. When we sow our tithe into the kingdom, the armies of heaven gather around it. The armies of heaven, watch over it. The armies of heaven, the armies of heaven protect it. 
Because the enemy comes to steal, to kill and destroy. And he knew, God knew, that the enemy would come and attack our finances. He knew that. He knew that the devil would come after that because he knew that that would... That that shuts people down. But God said the armies of heaven, the armies of heaven, watch over it. The armies, He said, put them in charge. The armies of heaven. Thank you, Jesus, that you're that the Lord of hosts is camped round about my seed. Let's come down right here. Help me hold this up. Thank you, Lord, that your armies, the armies, hey, <laughs> the Lord of hosts is camped round about this offering, God. That you, O oh God, that you are the Lord of the harvest, and that you are camped around our seed to protect our seed from the devourer. We thank you for it. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We. When you sow, when you sow into the good soil, it is protected <laughs> by the Lord of hosts. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Thank you. Hallelujah. Hey. Hey. Don't go anywhere, Andy. Hey, we come grab a hold of the spirit of the Lord of hosts, God. We grab a hold of it and call it jobs. We call it finances, God. We call it homes, God. We call it healings. We call it deliverance, God. We call it manifestations. We call in, God, all that you have for us today, God. Hey, yeah, open ears, God. Open eyes. Hey, yeah, heal hearts, God. Hey, heal backs, God. Hey, You see, when we sow like God tells us to, when we give into His kingdom, we're coming into, align, into alignment with Him. I think it was Gideon that looked and saw the man with his sword drawn upon the hill, and he asked him, are you for me, are you for us, or against us? And the angel of the Lord said, neither. I mean, Gideon is fighting for God. But Gideon could turn. He was a man. He could turn and do his own thing at any time. So the angel of the Lord came into agreement and said, 
I'm on God's side. And as long as you're on God's side, I'm on your side. You step outside of God's side, I'm no longer on your side. That angel of the Lord lined up with heaven. And when we line up with heaven, that's when the Lord of hosts is on our side. What I was saying was uh, where it says, uh, saith the Lord of hosts. And how you were just saying that uh, the God is the, the king of the army of heaven. And then I read a little bit further down. If I will not pour out the windows of heaven and pour out a blessing upon you. And I started wondering about that. Because you asked the question of why is it saying Lord of hosts? Why is it saying that? And so uh, I started thinking of another scripture. Where the wealth of the wicked is laid up for the holy. And God is, and He's talking about when you pay your tithe, the army of heaven comes for you and comes to fight for you. What happens in war? Spoils. The spoils of war are laid up for us. Amen. The spoils of war. The spoils of war are laid up for us. Hallelujah. Jehoshaphat. Jehoshaphat had three armies coming against him. Three armies had united together, joined forces to come against him. What did Jehoshaphat do? He prayed. He called a fast and he prayed. He didn't run in fear and go hide in a cave. He called a fast and prayed. And God gave him directions. He says, let the praisers go before you. That makes lots of sense in the natural. We're fixing to go to war, but we're going to send the praise team. We're going to send the praise team before the army. Tithing, God says, you give me that 10% and I'll take care of the, the 90% for you. You give me the 10, I'll take care of the 90 for you. It makes as much sense as sending the praise team before the... It's like, no, I, wanna, I believe I need that extra 10%. The principle is the same. When Jehoshaphat obeyed and sent the praise team first, it confused the enemy. Like Andy was talking about, it confused the enemy. They killed each other. <laughs> And it took them three days to gather the spoils. God knows what he's doing, people. <laughs> hey, give me you. <laughs> Hallelujah. 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 
I believe it's because it's the praise team's job to bring the people together in unity. Amen. And focus on what we're here for, <laughs> which is God. Which is God. It is God himself. He put, he put the scripture in me. I don't know, was it last week for home group lesson? But the scripture that says, come unto me. And I've always focused on the all you that labor, you know, his yoke is easy. He's going to give me some rest. I've always focused <laughs> on the end of it. Hey. <laughs> the very first word is come. 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 That means it matters where my focus is. Hallelujah. I have to come to him. He's God, not he me. He is God. I can't decide the way I'm going to do it. <laughs> You know, and then expect him to bless it. He's he's God. Pastor Hallelujah. said he's sovereign. He's the one in charge. So if I will take that, that is the beginning of the fear of the Lord when I put him first. Hallelujah. When I start focusing on putting him first. And he says, come to him. Come. <laughs> Not expect him to come bless me and my you know, what I'm doing and how I'm doing it, that's not how he operates. He is God. He's God. Hallelujah. Amen. So when we come to him, even with our tithes, we're, yes. we're trusting, we're saying, I trust you. I trust you, God. I trust you. Hallelujah. I trust you, God. I trust you with my finances. I trust you with the salvation of my children. I trust you, God. You know, in Malachi 3, 10, you know, we start doing this, God begins to show us some stuff. Verse 11, and it says, I will rebuke the devourer for your sakes. I will rebuke the devourer. I was praying one day. I was actually standing in the bathroom looking in the mirror, talking to God about this right there. God... We tithe. You said you would rebuke the devourer for me. He spoke to me real plain. I'm standing there looking in the mirror. He said, I rebuke you. I rebuke you. I asked him to rebuke the devourer, and he did. It was me. I was allowing the enemy to take. Even though I was tithing, I was still allowing the enemy to take. So he had to line some things up. <laughs> yeah, it got my attention, I long say. And I let him line things up. Show me how to do things a little different. 
Because if we're in a financial mess, you've heard it said the same mind that got you into a situation can't get you out. So when he says he rebukes the devourer, what he was doing was he was changing my way of thinking. He had to change the way I thought for his principle to work. Because it wasn't going to work the way that I thought as long as I was still thinking the way that I thought. <laughs> My thinking had to be changed. Stinking thinking. My, stinking, my thinking was stinking. Exactly. Because it was not producing fruit. Hallelujah. Give you praise. Thank you again for tuning in with us. If this word ministered to you, please consider sowing a seed to Freedom Ministries at freedomministriescrossit.com. We have made it available to you on the giving page. Thank you again. Go and be blessed. In Jesus' name.